Welcome to Paint My Mind Podcast with your host, Rasmus Lenthagen. Follow along as we explore a wide range of different topics in search for a greater life and better problems. Now, enjoy the show. Nico Lagen. Yeah, man. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on. Dude, just uh, tell me, wh what do you do and, and why do you do what you do? I do. I, you know, the best way I could explain it is I help mentalist men become good men. Men that do not have, I, I believe that we have a very, very big lack of strong male role figure in at least in north america there's a lot we we lack strong men we lack strong masculine men that can teach boys young men and even other men how to become good men and this is what i do this is everything that i do everything now i i'm a hundred percent content creator and i coach that's all i do and this is my goal is to help men become better and i started a production company where i'm going to be helping men content creator spread their message because i've been I, i i must have spent about oof, 120 150 grand over the past two and a half years discovering everything that has to do from uh producing videos to recording it to editing them to putting them all together testing i do a lot of testing so i know what works i know what doesn't and i have yeah. 12 years of experience in high-end sales so i've developed my style in front of the camera and that's something now that i want to bring to other male content creator because it is hard to compete with uh, with boobs and asses that social media is always trying to push on audiences so good men with a good with good message needs they need help so not only does the individual himself needs help to become a good man But I think that the way that we're going to change the society that we live in today is by having other people, let's say like me, that are not scared to get demolished every day, that they're not scared to get personally attacked, called names. Because, man, you got to be tough, bro, because the messages that I get on a daily basis are not good. A lot of the shit that I get is not good, but it's okay. That means that I'm pissing people off. That means that I'm rubbing them the wrong way. That means that, you know when you're actually saying the truth, it will piss people off because people don't want to hear that it's your responsibility. Because at the end of the day, everything that I say is always the same thing. It's your responsibility. If your life sucks, it's your fault. If you want to get a better life, it's also your fault. It's also, you're powerful beyond measure is basically what I say on a daily basis, but people don't like to hear that because we've become a society of victim. So I want to empower other men to speak speak their message and grow audience, help other men become better. This is what we need to do. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I might I might uh, need need some help on that too, man. I suck at creating content. I just learned how to do this podcast not so long ago. So, but when you speak on uh, on like specifically men in uh, and I. I I think you say Northern America, but I think that goes for basically all Western societies mm. uh, here too in Scandinavia. Yeah. A lot of people now are talking about, you know, strong men, weak men. Uh, mm. what, what do you see in society today that is 
how can I put it? Uh, like, what's the negative parts? What have changed for us that, or what changes are needed and why? Well, I would say that one of the most detrimental thing that's happening right now, and again, I'm going to speak about North America because this is where I'm from, right? Yeah. Is, like I said, is the lack of strong male figures, but it's not only the lack, it is really that we're pushing them away. Look at families nowadays. You're looking, half of families are, are get married. 70, half of those people that get married get divorced. 70 to 90% of those divorces are initiated by women. 70% if they do not have if they have a high school diploma, 90% if they're college or university, um, if they're educated in university, 90% of the time they get the children. So men are being raised by women. Most men, most young men today are, from my calculation, I was just calculating it because I'm writing a new book right now, and I think it was 12.5 million boys in the U.S. right now are being raised by women with no father figure around. So yeah. we are in a situation where you have little boys that are being taught by women what it is to be a man. And there's no fucking way that they know how. I cannot teach a little girl how to become a woman. As a man, I can't do that. I can show her what a man is. I can show her how a man needs to be respectful and that the, the gender roles that a man has towards a woman, I can show her what to look for in a man, but I cannot teach her how to be a woman in the same way as a mother cannot teach a little boy how to become a man. She can teach him what to look for in a partner, what a mother should be, but she cannot show a man, a boy, how to become a man. This is one of the this is one of the biggest problems that we see is really the men are being removed and it's the, and to me it's done on purpose because you look at the family law system or the justice system in North America and that goes from Canada and the U.S. It is extremely biased on the side of the woman, even if the father wants to be involved in the kid's life, the woman needs this to be in accordance she needs to say yes if she fights it you're screwed a man is absolutely screwed yeah. in the u.s and in canada if they want to be in their kid's life and is this a symptom or is it the problem itself i think it's a bit of both i think there's more to it than just that because even if you look at the men that are present and their their boys life they're not necessarily real men either because they weren't really taught to be strong men from the beginning you know the you know the expression that um, hard time creates strong men, strong men create weak men, weak men create good times, good times create weak men, and this is this is where we are right now. Like weak men are are, are taking control of everything right now, and as you see in hmm. society, you're all we're seeing is calling masculinity toxic. So a guy like me in today's society that believes that I have gender roles, I believe that. I'm a provider. I should be a protector to my family and I should provide as well. Those are two roles that men have had since men has been men. Since men lived in fucking in, in little huts and even caverns hunting, we were still the providers and we were still the protector. This is yeah. how it is. And it, it, it makes sense. We're bigger, we're stronger, we're more aggressive. Doesn't it make sense that it's us that went out and hunting and that's us that's protecting our family? In the same way as a woman is more caring, she's more compassionate, she's more empathic, doesn't it make sense that she she does a better job at raising children? Like, call a spade yeah. a spade here. There's nothing 
there's nothing wrong with saying this. I'm not saying that a woman is only good at raising children or a man is only good at protecting and providing. But those are two of the roles that we should have as a base. This should not be even... A con I don't even... I, it baffles me that this is a conversation. It's... Look at men and women today. We're, we used to be polarized by the way that a woman did things that a man didn't. And the same thing was true. So we were we were actually attracted by each other because we were so different. Yeah. But now we're all trying to meet somewhere in the middle saying that, oh, I'm a guy, I can be as emotional as a woman and you're a woman, you can be as, aggress as aggressive as a guy. And then we wonder why our relationships never work, why we're not attracted to each other anymore. Because we're supposed yeah. to complement each other. We're supposed to be together. We're not supposed to be the same. What the hell's the point of being with somebody that's exactly like you? So I think it's yeah. that we need to remember that there is supposed to be a polarity between the two of us. There are supposed to be strong men because at the end of the day, if somebody, somebody enters your house and you don't know how to fight, who do you call? A strong man with a gun. If somebody's in your house, if your house is on fire, who do you call? A strong man that's ready to die to pull you out of a of a fire. Who builds everything that's around you? Look at look at everything that's built around you from buildings, from roads, from the infrastructure that we take for granted every day, all built by men. But we yeah. we take it for granted. We spit on the fact that we don't need men anymore. That men can be effeminate. And we fail to realize that without those good men that are ready to do all the shitty job that nobody else wants to do. I don't see any woman that's fighting to, uh, to, to lay asphalt. I can tell you that much. I don't yeah. see any women <laughs> saying that they should be, oh, it's outrageous that 95% of people that are laying street work are men. Have you ever heard a woman complain about that? No, of course no, not. No, never. So I think we're, we, we need to stop convincing our children through our education system and telling them that we are the same because we're not men and women are not the same we're not supposed to be the same and that should be embraced that shouldn't be fought that should be embraced because it is yeah. the beauty between men and women is the fact that we are so different I agree, man. You you said a lot right there, and I want to touch on a few things. Like, yeah, I went on a rant there. Sorry, bro. I tend yeah, to, no, that's that's all I'm good. I'm very man. passionate good. about this. I'm passionate about this stuff because it bothers me. It really, yeah, can, really bothers me. For, yeah, and 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 I agree in a lot of what you said there, man. Like, uh, I don't know when this term toxic uh, masculinity came around, <laughs> but I actually don't. I I've heard it for years. I actually don't even know exactly what it means. Like, what is that? Basically, like, uh, it, it me, the popular belief nowadays is that because I'm aggressive, because I'm, look at what it is. Testosterone will make you aggressive. There's no question about it. There's a reason yeah. why I, I'm six foot one, 205 pound of muscle is because I have a lot of testosterone in my body and I train for it. This, a woman cannot achieve my physique naturally. She cannot. It's impossible. Yeah. But, but testosterone will make me bigger, faster, but it will make me more aggressive. So by yeah. default, men are more aggressive than women. 100% physically aggressive. Because let's, let's not yeah. lie to each other. Women are extremely aggressive emotionally. They tend, to, they tend to bully each other with words. We tend to bully each other with our physiques, with, with, actual, uh, with our physicality. But 
toxic masculinity basically refers to all the terms, all the things that makes a man a man. So let's say that we are bigger, we are more violent, we are more aggressive. This is considered toxic. When in fact, everything that you see around you was built by aggressive men. The, the point is that we are aggressive, absolutely, no questions about it. Can it be dangerous to be aggressive without understanding, without control? Absolutely. This is why most men, not most men, every single man out there needs to learn temperance. They need to learn to control their aggressivity and channel it. Yeah, we we need to get control over our emotions and channel those emotions in the time and place and with who it is relevant. But everything yeah. that has been that has been ever built by a strong man was due to the fact that he was aggressive, controlled it and channeled it in whatever he chose to channel it in, which is why. Look, I think you, you were talking before we started recording that your son that's two years old likes likes to roughhouse. Yeah, that's we totally wrestle normal. all the time, every day. That's totally normal. You and yeah. I could meet in real time, in real, like face to face, and I wouldn't be surprised if at one point we start playing around, we start sparring. This is what yeah. men do. It is 100% normal, and most of the men that I respect the most are people that I've put the gloves on with, that we went in the ring, we yeah. had fun. I know what they're made of, they know what I'm made of, and there was no... There was no you know, there was no argument. There was no ego. It was just two guys filled with testosterone that knows that in that exact situation, they get to fuck around and be a man. They get to just yeah. play around, have fun, and let that channel that aggressivity that we all have. But today, you look at most men, they're not masculine anymore. They The trait that they're aggressive, they lose control over their emotions and they blame it on the fact that they're a man. This has become toxic. This is what they refer to as toxic. Hmm. But the fact that I'm aggressive does not make me toxic because I have learned to control it. Yeah. So this, it's easy, you know, it's easy to call somebody toxic when you haven't done the work yourself. My aggressivity has plagued my life. For the longest time, I've been in fights. I've said things I probably shouldn't have said that I wish I never said because you can't take them back. I've done a lot of stupid shit in my life that was based out of anger. I am an angry guy. It is something that I will fight for the rest of my life. It, it, is, a, it, it is a daily decision that I take every day not to be aggressive. Every day I have to remind myself, bro, it's all good. You have an anger problem. You always will. But it is under control. But yeah. it's it's always there. But it is a constant a constant choice that I do every day. Yeah, that, that makes me think of uh, the quote. I don't know what book it is, but they say it's better to be a warrior in the garden than a yeah. gardener in a war, right? And old I, I think Chinese proverb. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot to that, man. I I think uh, a lot of men these days. And honestly, I'm pretty. I'm. I'm 33 years old, I don't know what it was like in the 50s or the 40s or whatever, yep. but it seems to me like, I, w what I think it is in society today is that we are so comfortable yep. and we have we have no real yep. problems in life. Mm -hmm. So when we don't have real problems, what we do is we create our own problems. So we make 100%. everything a problem. Now, now uh, the gender roles are a problem all of a sudden because we don't have war we don't have everything i i guarantee that if someone attacks us 
<laughs> we go back to gender roles in about five seconds. The most hardcore feminist out there will become the most feminine woman the day that somebody enters her house trying to rape her. And she will need to call somebody to help her. I guarantee you it's going to be a strong man with a gun and she will become the most feminine woman ever. It's very easy. You know, there's... Probably. um. I have a friend that calls it the aquarium. He says that the society that we live in is exactly like an aquarium and we're the fishes. So you mm. have an environment that is controlled by forces that are outside of the aquarium that you don't necessarily see on a database. Like the fish that's in the aquarium doesn't realize that there's humans behind that aquarium putting yeah. food, making sure the temperature is good, make sure, making sure all the pH levels are good so that they're comfortable. There's somebody in the back end that's taking care of all their needs and all they have to do is to exist. This is the society that we live in today. We have a small percentage or you probably it's probably a bigger I, I wish I knew the the actual percentage but there's a portion of the society that takes care of everything, that runs the infrastructure, all the services that we use on a daily basis. But the user itself does not understand what it actually takes to run those services, to run that infrastructure. So they take it for granted because since they were born, it's been there. And in their heads, it will always be there. But we are yeah. so dependent on that aquarium that we stop learning the skills that we require in order to run that aquarium yeah or and, to build it in the first place because look at you know look back in the 40s let's say look back at the 30s and the 40s so you had men that would do dangerous jobs we weren't working in fucking offices in our suits and being very comfortable right prior to the 1930s 40s and 50s men actually and even after that but men did dangerous jobs it was a possibility every single day that those men would die doing their jobs so what what they, what would they do they would raise their sons to take their place their sons from a young age would have responsibilities they would have chores they would understand that if something were to happen to their fathers they would have to take their place and this today we have completely removed that because we live in a world that everything is cushions everywhere we want safe spaces everywhere we are so far detached to what it is to really survive that it yeah. gives us all, as you said, and it's it, you're absolutely right in what you said. We have too much time today. And because we have too much time, we create problems in order to entertain ourselves because we're bored. How fucking yeah. crazy is that? We live in a society where 70% of Americans are overweight. Half of that 70% is obese. Can you imagine having one... It's literally two out of three people is overweight because there's too much food available and they're so fucking lazy that they don't exercise. This is the society that we live in right now. How fucked up is yeah. that? And yeah. not, not only that, not only you, not only that, you, you can't say shit about it. If you say something about it, then then you're the bad guy <laughs> for yep. saying, you know, you don't ha you don't have yep. to say it in a bad way. But if someone's like, look, I have friends that are overweight. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, look, you need to lose some weight. That's, I mean, it's just a yeah. fact. I had one yeah. friend who's who's overweight, who had kids, and he he was asking me, "Hey, when are you gonna take my son wrestling?" I was like, "Bro, that's your that's job, your bro. Fucking job. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Like, 
Why yeah, are you asking yeah. me? You need to lose some, some weight and go play with your kids. Like, don't you want to be able to, like, go play football with your kids or, like, wrestle or do, you know, whatever? It's weird it's to a- me that it's so accepted today to be less than average or uh, to be average or less than average. It's crazy. It's a lack of repo- – it is a- – you know what? I will answer your question you asked me 10 minutes ago. It uh-huh. is all about a lack of responsibility. This is the number one problem today. We do not own our responsibilities. If mm. what you, what we're talking, so from, in Canada we have a um, government wealth. We we got healthcare that's provided by the government. So we pay something like thirty between thirty and forty percent of our tax, our income tax goes to support the health system. Mm. So it is something that people take for granted they know that if i get sick i go to the hospital and the hospital is going to help me so we have a situation where basically north america i have to look at the the recent the more recent numbers but i know canada is very close to the us when it comes to the amount of people that are overweight and um, and um obese but we have a we have a healthcare system that is considered free because everybody pays into it so people have no consequences to their actions they get to live live a lifestyle that is destroying them every single day cuz cuz when you treat your body the way most people treat their body you're literally poisoning yourself a bit every day it's not something that's going to kill you over a month it's something that's going to kill you over yeah. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. But you look at all the heart problems that we see, all the high cholesterol problems that we see, all the diabetes that we see, most of it is self-inflicted. It is 100% yeah. because of the lifestyle that we choose to live. But imagine on top of that, that your healthcare is free so people don't give a fuck. They're like, it, it's okay yeah. because I, somebody will take care of me at the end of the day. We have no consequences for our actions. I, I posted a, uh, a reel of, um, of a podcast that I did uh, a few months ago today. And it was, uh, it's a quote from Mike Tyson where he says that one of the biggest problems in today's society is that people don't get punched in the face anymore. And <laughs> you know what? I told, but, but this is 100% true. It is, if you look at all the problems that we see today, it's always a lack of responsibility. The individual itself refuses to own it and tends to blend to blame, sorry, other people for their problems. Like mm. I, I, I'm not fat because it's my fault. I'm fat because McDonald's exists. I'm not like, yeah. bro. The, the no, the spoon did not make you fat. You made you. You're fat because of your life choice decision. This is on yeah. you. But we're we're a population of victims, so we don't like to hear that it's our fault, that we are responsible for our welfare, we are responsible for our, our lifestyle. We don't like to hear that. Yet, the thing that blows my mind about this is that the day that you accept that you are responsible for I like to say that you're responsible for three things. You're responsible for your emotions, you're responsible for your actions, and you're responsible for your reactions. Those are the three things in life that you're responsible. Everything else, it's out of your control. But those three things means that you can control most of the things that you do. As a person, you can control yourself. This is all it means. That you can't control society, you can't control other people, but you can control yourself your decisions the way you feel and the way you react it's on you but people don't like to take ownership yet 
they fail to realize that if indeed I am in charge of my health. So let's say that it is my fault if I'm fat. That also means that I could be in the best shape of my life. I have the power to change that. I have the power to fuck it up, but I have the power to make it awesome. In the same way as if your life sucks right now, it's probably your fault. Chances are it is your fault if your life sucks. But that also means that you have the power to make it better. There's a double-edged sword. You can see it as a negative thing. Or like me, you see it as you're powerful beyond measure. That means that you have the capabilities of doing everything that you want if you develop the discipline, the courage, and the balls that you need to do something. You're capable of achieving anything that you want because you are. We are so fucking powerful as individuals. Yeah, I agree. I was just thinking about that, and you just said it there. Like when you say that uh, whatever happens to you or your situation is not your fault, it's because of X, right? Yep. Yeah, that also means that in your head, only X can fix it. Exactly. You know, so yep. if you say it's my fault, then okay, I can fix it. So it's, I mean, I think a lot of people say, a lot of people, uh, how can I say, when we talk about things like this, people feel like, you know, you're fat shaming, you're being mean, mm. you're being this. And, and also, let's add to it, like, no one says that it's easy. Like, okay. let's say that you're 100 pounds overweight. And I say, hey, go lose some weight. I'm, I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not expecting you to do it in a week or two. But also, no. you didn't get fat in a week or two. Mm-hmm. That probably took you 10 years. It's going to take you some time to get in shape. If 100%. we ju- just take like weight as an example. But taking responsibility for your situation, I think, is something that's really important and uh i think in general we rely way too much on you know big brother the government to to help us and uh, for for anyone like you it's it's your boss's fault it's Mm -hmm. the government it's this it's that like and also a lot of people blame you know blame for example the government is the government's fault yeah but then they but then they also expect the government to save them of it's course. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know. No, but it does. It, but it does make sense. It, it makes sense because look at the way we raise our children nowadays. Our mm. children are raised, they're told that they're special. They're told that just for existing, they're special, they're beautiful, they're the best thing on the planet. Uh, fuck no, you're not. You're just another human being like the other 7.5 billion of us that's out there. It's not because that you're born, that you were born, that you're special. You're not special. You might be special to your parents, but outside of your parents, yeah. you ain't fucking special. But mm. we, by telling them that, by always giving them praises for not achieving anything, they do feel special and they do expect others to treat them the same. So when mm. they leave the house with no training, they've never been taught right from wrong, except that they know that they're special. That's all they've been taught. They haven't been taught that life sucks. They haven't been taught that there's a lot of assholes out there that want what you have and will fight 10 times harder than you will for it because their parents has taught them to be tough. But the kids that weren't weren't taught to listen, that weren't taught that 
there are consequences to your actions. Because look at look at today. I've seen, mm-hmm. I've trained martial art for 20 years now. I've taught in all different types of schools. And I've seen schools where kids talk back to their parents. They call them names in public. And you know what? If that was my kid, you'd get smacked. I don't give a fuck what people say. You don't disrespect your parents. There, there's, and again, this is lacking consequences to their actions. It goes back to what Mike Tyson said. Am I saying you should punch your children? No, of course not. But what I'm saying, there should be fucking consequences. They should know that there's an authority figure. Because look at most people. I don't know where it is, how it is where you're from, but our parents, like the parents here, are raising their kids to be friends with them. You're not friends. Yeah. You're not supposed to be the friends of your children in their 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe. But until then, you're supposed to give them the tools that they need in order to become the men that they, they need to become in order to deal with the society that we, we live in today. Give the tools that your children need to become a great person. This is basically what we're supposed to do as parents. But yet today, oh, my little boy, you're so special. Oh, here's a participation medal for just showing up. It's okay. We don't keep score because we don't want you to feel bad about the fact that you suck compared to little Jimmy that's that trains 20, 20 hours a week to become better because that's what he wants to do. But don't worry about that. It's okay because you're special. Everything is good. But this is not yeah. how life works. Those safe spaces outside of your house do not exist, nor should they, because they have no utility yeah. there. And this is this. Is, so don't be surprised that. Hello, a, a guy that's 20 years old, that's never had to do anything at life except be on his fucking cell phone and being praised by his parents that expect the government to take care of him once he leaves his parents' place. He, accept, he expects the government to be there to provide for him because he's never been taught how to provide for himself. Mm, yeah. There's a lot said there, man. I, I, uh, I agree with a lot of that. I, I'll say this, though. To anyone listening, please don't smack your kids, but also, but also teach them to 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 be respectful and and you know they have to listen to uh, to authorities in some way when they grow up. I I wanted to go back to something you said really early when you were talking about um, how the system, I guess, in the U.S. and Canada too, when uh, a man and a woman get married, they have family. And most of the time, it's the woman initiates the divorce, and almost all of the hey, time. Give me. Can, can you still hear me? Yeah. I think I can for hear some you. reason, my my headphones are off. Just give me one second. I'm sorry for that. Oh yeah, no worries. All right, we're back. We the had blue, some technical the blue issues. The screen for... of death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to let you Sorry know, for that, uh, guys. the people listening, we had some uh, technical issues, but we're back. Dude, I was just going to ask you something that you touched on really early in the show. Uh, when you were talking about uh, how women initiate divorce most of the time, and then mm. they also get custody of the kid. And I heard something uh, a little while back. Like if you compare, you know, obviously uh, a, a household with a mom and a dad produces better children and, and better adults also later in life so if you look at stats i think you know uh, kids born into single mother homes are way way more likely to be commit crime to you know mm-hmm. do all kinds do drugs drink do all kinds of stuff and i heard some dude say that if you look at the the stats for kids who grew up with single fathers yeah 
they produce children very similar to a to a two parent household. And I was kind of like, whoa, really? Is, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. And I haven't looked into it, but I was going to ask you, have, have you heard of that? I'm looking, uh, I just pulled up my book right now that I'm reading, that I'm actually writing because I have most of those statistics in there. I just don't know them by heart. Hmm. But uh, I don't, I haven't seen, I, I won't lie to you, I haven't seen the statistics about um, about the men raising kids alone because there's not a lot of them. I looked for those statistics. They're hard yeah, to find few. because it, it's so, so rare that men raise kids alone. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's, it's not the norm. Like you have a lot more women that raise children by themselves than the other way around. Um, yeah. But I was I, just yeah, very, su- no, yeah, that I was very surprise surprised me at to all. hear that. That does not surprise me at all. No, because well, you know, the only thing that I can use, because you can use all the statistics in the world that you want. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. they're just they're numbers. So you, you can probably uh, get numbers to say anything you want them to say. The, I can tell you, yeah. though, from experience, from me having my, my biological father left when I was 14 years old. And I can tell you oh, that wow. within a year of him not being there, I started doing a lot of stupid shit. I got into drugs. I got, I was an addict. I sold drugs. I've done a lot of stupid things between 14 and 21. And that's because my mother was not a source of authority. She, instead Mm. of trying to stop me from doing it, she just assumed that there's nothing I could do, that there's nothing she could do about it and let me be. So she enabled Mm. me. Is I'm not saying that it is her fault because those are the decisions that I took. But what the fuck did I know? I was 14 years old. What the, what the hell did I know? But it's one of those situations that I do believe that men are a lot better source of authority than women are. Like, r- remember back in the days, men did not have to speak a lot. If the kids misbehave, it's a, uh, what the hell are you doing? It's just a look and the kid's like, uh-oh, okay, yeah. I got to stop whatever I'm doing because... Men are more authoritarian. They're more aggressive, like we were talking about. Women are more caring. Yeah. Women are more compassionate. So it makes sense that in a couple, you have one that does one, the other does the other. So yeah. what happens when the bigger source of authority isn't present in the life of a child? Can you really be surprised that they're misbehaving? Or this is the exact consequence of a lack of authority and in my opinion it is a hundred percent due to the fact that there's no authority kids Mm. look at kids today like just look at the way they're raised they don't have responsibilities in the household they don't have to do anything everything's taken care of so of course it makes sense and if you're a single parent and i'm not even going to debate the fact why they're single and that why do they have the kids but let's say that you are a single parent, you have a full-time job. Do you think that you're capable of giving your kid every, all the attention that they deserve? Probably not, no. And I mean, and, and that's the crazy thing to me too, that we actually leave, not to say that like school is all bad, but we leave it up to, to teachers and, and uh, you know, again, big brother to, yeah. to raise our children. It's kind of weird to me that they're 
Because, you know, there's some things that you can learn in school that I'd say, yeah, that's a good thing that you teach them that. But there's other things that are not, it shouldn't be the job of the school to teach your kids. It should be your job. But because we got so comfortable and the kids are in school from like, what, eight o'clock to like three o'clock in the afternoon that they're all day and you're just working. It's comfortable for us to just leave it there, you know? It's... You know, this again comes down to the responsibilities. This is again, this is why I think that the lack of responsibility is our our biggest issue. Because how many times Mm. have I heard, I don't have kids. You know what? I don't have kids. And the reason I don't have kids, one, I did not, I only found a woman I wanted to have kids a few years ago. And I Mm. wanted to be in a place where my kids will be provided for. My kids are not going to grow up through the education system. They're going to have tutors. They're going to be, if, if the things that I cannot teach them, I will have tutors teach them. But the skills yeah. that, you know, I was, I'm a, this is going to sound cocky what I'm going to say, but I'm a very intelligent person. But I do not learn in a school setting. Tell me what I'm supposed to learn. Tell me what the end goal is. Let me figure out how to get there. I don't need you to get to teach me that. I'll figure it out for myself. I know mm. how to do research. I know how I learn. But if you put me in a setting where I need to follow a curriculum, A, B, C, D, E, F, and then expect you to test me on the way you think I should be tested, you're going to make me believe that I'm stupid. And that's what I thought my whole my whole childhood. I thought I was stupid. I quit school. I was 15 years old, man. And I only went back right. in my 20s, but I was 15 when I quit school because I did feel like I was an idiot. But yet yeah. I look at all the people that I went to school with and I compare myself to them now, they didn't achieve shit because school did not teach them the skills they needed in order to be successful at life. School, yeah. all that schools want is a little worker. They want somebody that's going to be able to, you know, I've had dogs for a good portions of my life. I'm a big, big fan of dogs. And the way we, we raise kids in the school system is the same way I teach my dogs how to behave. If you're going to do something great, I will give you a reward. So regurgit- So listen to what I'm telling you. Learn what I'm telling you. Regurgit- regurgitate it the way I want you to say it. And then for that, I will give you good grades and you'll be able to be, to, to be appraised by the people in your class because you're so good. Yeah, this is how you train it, dogs. Right? This is how you train dogs. Give me paw. Give me paw. Oh, you gave me paw. Here's a treat. Oh, yeah. It's mm. positive reinforcement is exactly what it's called. And that's how we train our kids. But then we're surprised when they hit the they hit the, the job market and they, they're not employable. No, of course not. You spent your time talking about gender studies, you stupid idiot, when you should have taught them how. <laughs> no, but you should have taught them how to be coachable, how to take ex- instructions from people. How to listen to somebody that does not think that you're special. How to get ahead. What it is to do a budget. How to invest your money. How are you supposed to learn all of those things if they're never taught to you? It's going to be a very hard awakening when you do. You're put in a situation where you're supposed to know this and you don't know them. But is that the job? But at the end of the day, is that the job of a parent? Or is that the job of the education system to teach your children that? It's your fucking job as a parent to teach that. Yeah. I've been thinking about these things a lot since I had kids. Yeah. And uh, 
You know, I never thought of it before. I, I sucked in school. I was just like you. You know, I, I hated learning in the classroom. I wasn't good at all. Yep. Uh, but I started my own business when I was 20. And I've been successful ever since. Like, you know, How doing what I How fucking surprising is that, huh? You're so fucking stupid <laughs> that you can't... You, you're so stupid yeah. that you can't learn at school. But at 20-year-old, you can open your own business and do something that 99.9% of percent of people will never be able to do but you're the fucking idiot yeah. in this story right makes no sense to me yeah well i mean <laughs> some of them no you know w- when i grew up i did feel like an idiot from time to time and w- you know what what else is funny i've been in sports and i've been training my whole life bang right there and i opened a business at 20 yep. and guess what i failed business class and i failed sports at so fuck you, teachers. <laughs> but you know, you know why no, you but were, like, su- but you know why you were successful, right? Uh, a bunch of reasons, but uh, I think you have an answer there. To me, there's nothing I love. I, I grew up through sports. I've been competing in sports mm. from basketball to martial arts my whole life. Now mm. I compete in business, but it's the same. The mentality is the same. I'm extremely disciplined in what I do. Sick or no sick, I'm gonna do some work. Sick or no mm. sick, I'm going to get up early in the morning. I might not be able to do a 12, 14, 16 hours day, but you know what? I will still get done what needed to be done that day, no matter how the fuck I feel about it. Because I know what it takes to be able to compete. Competition will teach yeah. you discipline into a way where you know. If you failed, it's because of you. You know that you didn't, truthfully inside of you, you know you didn't put the time you were supposed to put in. But it will also teach you to be coachable. You have a somebody that is not your parent telling you, uh, hey, little Simon, your jump shot there really sucks. But let me show you how it can get better. Yeah. This is a skill that most kids do not have today. So when they go into the workforce, they're like, they, they have adults telling them that what they're doing sucks and that they need to learn this, 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 and this in order to get better. But they've never been coached in their lives. They've always been told that they're special. They've always been told that... Oh, it's okay if you failed. Uh, Sure, you know what? It is okay if you failed. But you decide to stay down there on your knees like a bitch or to get back up and do it again and get better. But if you've never competed in anything, you were not taught that. So I'm ready to bet that the reason you're going to be successful at whatever you put your mind to is because of the fact that you know what it is to fail and you know what it is to get back up. And what are your choices? If shit, if, if life kicks you in the face, you drop to your knees, you know what? I've been dropped many times and I'll be dropped again, no doubt about it. What are your choices? Stay on your knees like a bitch and be a victim or get back up, suck it up, learn what you had to learn from that experience and keep moving forward. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're going to get knocked, knocked down. I think <laughs> yeah. Um, Fuck yeah. a, a, a lot of this is... I don't know. I've been thinking about this lately that people in our society are not honest. No one is honest with their friends. No one is honest with, you know, the people around them. And I think that creates, uh, and you don't have to be mean about it, but if I see like my best friends failing or like not doing enough or talking a lot, but not doing anything, I'll, I'll call you on it, you know? As I'm going to say something because I'm 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 trying to be a good friend. And, and people are scared of saying shit to offend people. And I don't know if it's a good friend. I think you should be able to tell me, "Hey dude, you're not working hard enough." 
if this is your goal, you have to work harder. I appreciate that. That's good feedback. But Who else most, is it supposed I, I, to tell you? Who else? Who else than your best friend is yeah. supposed to tell you this? Who else than your parents yeah. are supposed to tell you? Who else than people that care for you? If I take it, you know, this, this again blows my mind. My time is the most valuable thing that I have on this earth. I yeah. don't know how much of it I have, and which makes it extremely valuable. But I decide if I take it out of my the time out of my day to tell you, bro. Okay, you talk a lot recently. I, I've seen you. You talk a lot. There's a lot of things you want to do. That's fucking great. But you're not doing anything to do it. You just fucking talk. You're never gonna get to the point that you want to get if you just keep on talking. So maybe it's time you shut the fuck up and start actually doing what you're saying that you should be doing. Because if you're yeah. not where you want to be, bro, it's your fucking fault. That being said. Yeah. Is there something I can do to fucking help you get there? Man, that's fucking perfectly said, man, to be honest. And I think we need more of that. It's just because the difference also between you saying that you talk a lot, but you're not doing shit, but to then end it and say, can I fucking help you? Hmm? You know, of course, it's because it's not a mean thing We're you know, you're saying that to actually help me. And if I don't know, it's weird to me that people don't for one, they don't ask for help. For a second, I also think a lot of people actually don't have real friends these days, which is weird to me also. I, I heard some some statistics on that, that, like, I can't remember the numbers, but it was like a huge proportion of people don't have one friend that they can call in an emergency situation, you know, when they need help. I believe it. I 100% believe it. I yeah, it's so sad, man. I don't know if it's sad in a way that I think it's self-inflicted. Again, I think it's their own. It might be, at one it... point, it's their it's their own fault. Because if you, with the type of the type of work that I do, I know thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I am always interacting with people, but I have two friends. I have two friends, two. That's it. That's all I got. But those guys, no matter what, yeah. one's my age. The other one is the age of my parents. That's more of a mentor to me. Is somebody that I've known for years. That is my friend, but he's a mentor. He extremely intelligent man has been extremely successful in business. So if I have questions, I can always pick up the phone and, hey, bro, what's up? What you, how you doing? I got a question for you. What do you think about this? And there's no bullshit with that guy. Like, there's zero bullshit. Like, no bullshit at all. Yeah. Yes, it makes sense. Or, uh, fuck no. No. What the fuck you're thinking? You can't do that. <laughs> But, and then I got my other friend that's more of a emotional person I talk to. If yeah. I have not a business related problem, more of a personal issue. Hey, what do you think about that, bro? You have an opinion on this? What's your, like just somebody that you can talk to that there's no judgment, there's no bullshit, but he will call my bullshit. He will yeah, not tap me in the bag because I'm, because I'm special. No, fuck no. He's going to tell me yeah. as it needs to be said. But he's always there, and the same is true for me. If he needs something, I'm I'm always helping him out. In the same way as my other friend that's older than me, he's not very techni technical. Uh, the technology, he's not very savvy. Yeah. But he, he's used to business. But business is done on a completely different level nowadays. So a lot of the conversations yeah. I will have are on that aspect. He wants to do more in what he's doing, but he needs to utilize technology more. But that is. He, 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 he doesn't understand technology the way I understand technology. So you mm. know that this is the thing. 
you have to be able to give and you have to be able to receive. This is what friendship is all about, right? Yeah. Of but course. I think and it's I'd hard. rather have uh, I'd rather have a couple of good friends yeah. that actually call me on my shit than to have mm. 25 friends who are all like, "Oh, you're doing so great. You're doing so well. Oh, take a rest day. You you, you don't need to train today. Why, <laughs> why why are you always at the gym?" Man. Yeah. Fucking help me, man. Don't don't try to pull me down to your level. I mean, but that, but that's what it is, huh? You, um, I think that's what it is. Yeah, they're trying to pull you down to their level so that they don't have to feel bad about not going to the gym or not working on the thing, not working on the project. Can, you can separate all of the people that you know in your life into two groups: the people that elevate you and the people that bring you down. That's it. That is mm. the only two types of people you'll ever meet in your life. And this is an exercise that every single one of us should do at one point in their life. Sit down, write the name of all the people you interact with on a daily basis, and then take another piece of paper, split it right down the middle. Elevate brings me down. And take those numbers from that first piece of paper and put them in the category in which they belong. But do it honestly. Not how that person was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and the emotional mm. attachment that you have to them. But what the fuck do they bring to your life right now? Because mm. one thing that I'm realizing, I, for, for the people that, that are listening that don't know me, I've pri right now I've been traveling the U.S. for six months in an RV with my girlfriend, and I run three businesses from the back of my RV. And prior oh, to sure. that, I, I had moved in the middle of nowhere in a log house in the forest 25 minutes away from civilization I'm, i stayed there for about a year and a half by myself the last year my girlfriend came to join me what i spent the last three years i spent it the way that people are horrified of doing but i needed to discover who i was i needed to spend time with myself and figure out what my life was what was i going i was not satisfied with a regular life like most people are i wanted more but i live my life in a way that i want to live my life so that makes me very that makes my path very i don't want to say lonely because it's not what i'm saying is not bad but i do not have a lot of people with me because i can't bring people to success with me Hmm, if you if you if you choose to live your life as an average individual, look at the amount of friends that those people have. They have a shit ton of friends normally. The day that you try to live what I call your personal legend, what your purpose is, what the reason it is that you were put on this earth, it is a very lonely walk that you're going to have to take. There's not going to be a lot of people with you. Because most people cannot follow you where you're going. Yeah. What, what's your purpose? Helping men, 100%. No doubt about it. I am just and here to help men become better. But, it's, but I'm here to help men become good men. I want, to, I want to help bring masculinity back to the way it was 100 years ago. I want, I want men mm. to be men again i want i want women to be feminine again and embrace what we are instead of lying to ourselves believing that we're we're whatever we can we can be a man in the morning and then a woman in the afternoon and a fucking kangaroo <laughs> at night like this is this is absolutely ludicrous 
Like I, uh, I recorded a podcast with a guy two days ago, and he said that there's only two genders, but about 800 psychological problems. And I agree with him. Like, yeah, there there is only two genders, but a lot of psychological issues is what we're seeing yeah. today. And I want to help bring people back to a place where um, we are more aligned with our nature, because this is what we're doing today. We are denying our nature. At the end of the day, that's what we're doing. We deny what we are and who we are, and we wonder why we're so fucking unhappy and confused about everything that happens around us. Because the average, look at the average person around you. Are they happy? Are they really happy? Or they they act happy? I'd say most just act happy, and mm-hmm. and I think I don't know why this is. Well, there's many reasons for it, but. I bet you almost everybody goes to, you know, they they go to their job that they don't really like. It's just a salary, you know, but it's good enough. And they go home and they spend time, you know, watching Netflix or or, uh, whatever show they like to watch. And they do nothing to change this situation. And I touched on this on a previous episode, too. I think for most people, it'd be better if your life sucked even worse. Because cause most people get stuck in that, like, it sucks, but it doesn't suck enough for me to change it. If it sucked more, you'd be forced to change it because you can't live like this, you know? So I, I purposely scare the fuck out of myself. Cause, and I scare myself with, like, what will my life look like in five or ten years if I don't do anything? That is scary as fuck. That's way scarier than actually going and doing something. But people don't think that way. People only think about the, you know, the now. What's comfortable now? Yeah. How can but I again, avo- uh, avoid the pain? How can I avoid the struggle? Always. Come, and I think we're just wired. Always comes down that to responsibility. No, it comes down to responsibility. Again, it com- It always comes mm. down to the fact that we don't take responsibilities because there, we choose to be naive. We choose to be stupid. We choose to believe that we will live forever. Like as the average person. They've never considered their death. They've never really thought about the fact that they're going to die. I could die tomorrow. I could die today. I could cross the street earlier. Like I could, I could cross the street later on to go grab something at the store and get fucking hit by a car. And that's it. My, my life's done. Mm. But you know something I can guarantee you? There's nothing to this point that I haven't done that I wanted to do. Six months ago, I was in fucking middle of nowhere living in a log house living a life of peace and happiness, but I was working 100 hours a week, trying to boost 100 to 100 hours a week, trying to make something out of myself. To this day, now I've traveled, we mapped out our route yesterday of what we've traveled in the past six months. Did you, Josie, did you get the amount of kilometers we did? We we, we looked at it on Google Map, and it's probably, we, we started in Montreal, Canada, which is right... Uh, at the top east of the United States. And right now we're at the junction of California, Arizona, and Mexico. We are literally as far away from Canada. I think that's possible. I don't think we could be any further from Canada while still being in North America right now. And we've done that over the past six months. We just, we just traveled. We traveled. That's a cool life, man. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you 100%. I fucking love what I'm doing. I absolutely yeah. love the freedom that I have 
but there's a shit ton of responsibility that comes with that. And this again, this is what people don't want. I ch- I left a high paying corporate job as a sales engineer to say, you know what? I'm going to take all the money that I've ever saved. I will refinance my house. I will pull all that money out and I will start businesses. And my goal is to make them successful. Am I making millions right now from my businesses? No, fuck no. Hell no. Give me a year though. But I'm risking mm-hmm. it all. I am I am ready to risk 100% of whatever I I do in order to make myself better in the meantime. No questions yeah. about it. What, what are your uh, three businesses? I have a coaching business. I do, uh, I have, I started my publishing house because I, I, I released my first book. It's just going to be, the narration is done. The book is all finished. It's, I'm just waiting for the, for the tester, for, for the printout to make sure that everything's good, but I should get it this week. But yeah, I started my own publishing house. I started my production house. I have a, I have a coaching company and I also, technically I have four businesses, but I have an apparel brand that, uh, I've worked mm-hmm. at for about two years. It's on uh, it's on the hold right now because I just don't have the time to be able to do everything at once. And my marketing yeah, company dude. and I, we chose to put that on hold because it will take another six months to a year to start really making money with it. And there's a lot of investment that still is left to do. So I can't I can't do everything at once. But yeah, technically I have four businesses. Yeah, yeah. I have five. Oh, the the biggest business I have is my production house. Like I, I have five mm. full-time employees that helps me with all the aspect of my uh, video content. So everything that you see online, I record. But like this video, if you give me the, the raw footage, I'll send it to my guys. They'll edit it. They'll pull all the cool information out of it. They'll make a bunch of videos out of it. But so I started a production house because I knew that I couldn't do it alone. I needed help. And this is a service that I'm going to start. I'm just finishing up everything right now. I'm within a week or two to start selling the service to other men, uh, content creators out there that want to have an impact on their audience. Uh, that's awesome, dude. You, you, you're definitely a busy man. And I, yeah, I always appreciate yeah. talking to people who are driven like that. Because I think t- today what I see around me, I see a lot of people who say that they want to you know, yeah. start a business, do something yeah. else. But I also see a lot of people not doing what they say they want to do. And uh, it bums me out, man. I uh, I wish more people would just go for whatever Why? it is they want to do. Just go for Why? it. Why does it bum you out? Because it's, I mean, well, I don't know if bum you out is the right word. It, it seems to me that people, uh, a lot of people don't believe in themselves mm-hmm. so much. And I guess that's the part that bums me out. Like... I have people that I talk to and I'm like, well, why are you not doing that thing that you wanted to do? Why are you not starting that cafe that you wanted to start? And they go, oh, well, you know, I don't know if, if I can do it. I don't know if I have the skills to do it. And I don't know. It just seems that a lot of people have no confidence. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. But this is no. the way the world is. It's always been like that. Yeah. It will always be like that. And you know what, as a business owner, I need employees. So I, everybody can't be an entrepreneur. Everybody yeah. <laughs> can't be so. Yeah, good point. So I, I, I need guys that are going to be ready to work for me. So I, there's nothing, again, this is something we spoke about earlier, and I want to make sure that we, we do touch on it again. There's nothing wrong with being normal. There's nothing wrong with being average. 
most of the good men that are out there are guys that do shitty jobs, but they're selfless. They do that shitty job day in, day out. They will do it for 40, 50 years because they know they need to provide for their families. Is yeah. there a more noble goal than that? I don't think so. Absolutely not. And it's possible that those guys do not have what it takes to be more than what they are. But they don't need to. This is, see, th this is the point I'm always trying to talk about, but that it's hard for most people to understand is there's nothing wrong with being average. If you're a guy, if you're a man and you take care of your family, you provide for them and you, you are the person that they need you to be, this is as noble as it gets. This to me, if most men were good men, because they're not today, but if most men were good men, our civilization, our society would be so much better for it. Because one single mm. man, you know, we always try to lie to ourselves to say that one person can't change the world and it's not true. Imagine that you're, I'll use this as an example. I was having a conversation with my PR girl. I have a girl that just approaches people for me to be on podcasts with them. She, that's all she does. She finds mm. other people that I can talk to. And <clears throat> one of the things I, I want to start doing is keynote speaker. I did a keynote about a month and a half ago in Seattle and I want to do it, but I want to do it with young men. I really, really mm. want to do it with young men that play competitive sports because this is what I know. This is where I'm from. So I want to impact those guys. And I was telling, have you ever seen Coach Carter, the movie? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, at one point in the movie, he, he, he's a business owner. He doesn't need to, do, to, to be coaching people. He doesn't make money coaching people. He just wants to coach people because he wants to help a specific group of young men teach them the skills to become good at basketball. But by doing that, he's teaching them the skills they need to have in order to become good people, to become good men, to be successful in life. He's using the skills that he knows through basketball to teach those young men how to become good, productive men, how to be good people. And this is what coaches do. And this is what I was explaining to my PR girl. I'm like, I want you to start finding me schools, high schools, university that we can go, that mm. I can go to in order to speak to their teams. Just be an inspiration to them to show them that if you do apply yourself, I've had a fucked up life. And you know what? Look at where I am today. And yeah. this, I want, to I want to teach them that it is a possibility. You just need to work at it. That's it. But every single coach that's out there, that's coaching Little League, that's coaching college that's coaching teams where he's not really making much money do you have the right to look down at that guy because he's not rich fuck no he's helping Hello. young men he's teaching young men the skills that they need to become good people there's nothing more beautiful than that this is mm -hmm. beauty right there it's simple it's hard it sucks it takes a lot of fucking commitment we it's underrated we speak down to those people because we're just like fuck you're just coaching a team of basketball who the fuck cares we take them for granted but yet they do some of the most powerful work that a man can do yeah i think so anyone, a coach can any, change the any... world one coach can change the life of a hundred people if those hundred yeah. people teach their sons to be good people Imagine they have two sons. That means that's 200 people right there that you influence, one single person. 
But there's thousands and thousands of those coaches. So one person can change the world. One person at a time. Yeah, that's a good message, man. And I think anyone who's been in, in sports and, uh, well, not anyone, because some people had probably bad experiences with coaches, mm. but like, uh, dude, some of the coaches that I had growing up and even as an adult, they're some of the best mentors I've, I've had in my life, for sure. There's um, there's a guy, see, this is very, this is, I don't want to say it's ironic, I think it's life, and life is beautiful that way. I... When I went back to school in my 20s, I, I went, I, I got my high school diploma. I got a small college degree as a computer technician. Like, it took me 16 months to do it. It was super fast, but I wanted to start working in telecommunications because I knew that was the future and look at where we are now. So I knew technology was the way to go. There is a guy called Ivan Spahich. When I was about 23 years old, I was answering phone calls for residential internet customers. And he was the sales manager. He saw something in me that I did not even know was there. Like, I didn't know personally that it was there. All I was doing is trying to do something with my life after fucking it up for so long. He gave me a chance. He told me, he's like, bro, I, I see something in you. you you're going to start seeing customers face-to-face, -face, so you better start buying yourself some suits. We're going to train you to go talk to customers because I was a very technical person. And that move right there changed my life. One single person mm. saw one thing in my life. And a few weeks ago, he calls me up. He's like, hey, bro, because um, uh, I post a lot about men issues, right? That's all, I, that's all I talk about, and I post a lot on it. And he reached yeah. out. He's like, hey, bro, I see what you're doing. I really love what you're doing. And I thought I, I was wondering if we could talk. The guy that helped me 20 years ago needed my help today. How fucking cool is that? How cool is the circle of life, right? But this is but yeah. this is exactly the beauty of it. It does not you don't need to be a rock star, you don't need to have a million followers on on social media in order to have an impact on people and I think this is where we go wrong. We look down on jobs that are we believe are not special because again, we're being told from a young age that we're special. We expect, we all wanted to be a rock star, to be a movie star, to be known by millions of people. Like Fight Club, the movie talks about it the whole way through, how we were taught yeah. that we would be special, that we were special and we would become special. But we're realizing that we're not that special, that we're just one other snowflake, like every single other snowflake that's out there. But we have the power to impact our society on the macro, on the macro level, on just on the day-to-day -day actions that you take. If you see a guy that needs help, help that guy. If you know you have the tools to become a coach or you want to become a coach, be a coach for that basketball team because you know what it is. And through your teaching, teach them skills that their parents are not teaching them, that the school is not teaching them so that they can become good men, just like he did in Coach Carter. This is, a real, this is based on a real story, and there's thousands of those coaches out there that are changing the world. So why yeah, of course. not, but it, it means you need to take responsibilities for your action and say, okay, maybe I'm not going to be a rock star. Maybe I'm not going to be a 5 million followers, influencers that I can change the life of millions of people. But who's to say that you're supposed to do that? Maybe your purpose in life is to simply help the people that go through that specific school that wants to play basketball. 
Maybe that's it. Maybe that's your purpose. But that's a beautiful fucking purpose. Maybe your purpose mm-hmm. is to raise your, your your boy to be the next president. Who the fuck knows? Maybe that's what your purpose is. We don't know. But there's no... Yeah. There's nothing wrong with doing the little things that you can do in your life right now. All of those things mm-hmm. are nothing special. You can do them right now if you if you have the skills to do them. Yeah. What would you leave? Uh, let, let's say there's a lot of young men listening to this. Yeah. What are like three three things that you would leave them with? For and, I, and now I'm thinking about like you know the men who are kind of lost. They don't know. Yeah. They don't have a purpose. They, they can't find yeah. their way in life. First off, join a martial arts school. That is the thing. That is if there's... I grew up without a father and this is Amen. where martial art made me the man I am today. No questions about it. I have no doubt that I was forged by martial art. If it wasn't for Muay Thai, if it wasn't for all the coaches that I've had, all the mentors that I've had over the years that were martial art coaches, to me, some of the best men are martial art coaches. They do a shitty job that doesn't pay just so that they can help people get better. And again, is there something more noble than that at the end of the day? No. So to me, if you're if you're men, if you're a man, I don't care how old you are, you should be doing martial arts. You should be. This is a no-brainer to me. This is where it all starts. Find hmm. a good martial arts school. Find a school that is ran by a man that is a mentor, that helps others, that does it out of passion, that does it out of because that is what he is. You recognize those guys by talking to them for five minutes. You can see that they're oh, passionate. It doesn't take a lot. You, you know, you walk into a gym. Yeah. I can tell you within five minutes of walking within a gym, knowing you're like, oh, yeah, this is a good gym. Right here, the guys here care. Just find a gym where people care and fucking train, bro. It will teach you hmm. all the skills that schools did not teach you. How to fail. How to be coachable. How to be part of a unit how to become better. Realize that getting punched in the face is not going to break you. You're not made out of glass, bro. You're a lot tougher than you think. And martial art will teach you all of those little things. And maybe if you get good, maybe you'll get you'll get so good that you're going to start teaching classes. This is the number one fear of people is to public speak. I've ran class. There are 50, 60, 50, 60 people that are just listening to what you're saying. I've given presentation to hundreds of people. Would I have been capable of doing that if it wasn't for the fact that I taught, I was taught how to do that in martial art? No. I fought in front of thousands of people. Do you not think that this is all you, not only do you have to go fight, but you have to do it in front of people. Yeah. Those are (laughs) all skills that I've learned through martial arts that allowed me to, that are allowing me today to be the man that I am because I learned all those marvelous skills that are not taught in schools like in traditional school but in martial art they're everywhere you will learn that everywhere yeah. you go that's a good school somebody will teach you those skills yeah i think i think maybe maybe not thai boxing or um, mma or boxing i think uh j- brazilian jiu-jitsu should be in every school man on a weekly yeah. basis i think everyone even even the the women everyone should learn that because you don't have to take, you know, a lot of head trauma, but yeah, it's a yeah. damn good way to, to get build confidence and defend yourself and, and just get stronger and, and more confident. And, and all martial arts are like that. And be comfortable. See, my, my girlfriend last week, we went to the gym and the, the gym that I found, the guys run a podcast. So I was there with my, 
my big camera, the big gimbal, and my girlfriend recorded mm-hmm. for an hour and a half. She recorded. They're all fighters. I was training with the with the fighters, and we're just like, hey, do you mind if we record? The guys are like, yeah, no, no problem. So she was just there the whole way through, and afterwards, she's like, she realizes that it's disgusting. Two men, they're sweating. Like, when you're really sweating, you're doing jiu-jitsu, <laughs> you're sweating on each yeah. other, right? Yeah. So the, the, the brotherhood that you develop, men need to be around other men. Men need to have other men that they can count on. And to me, psychology for men is done on the mats. A lot of men don't need to talk about their low problems like women do. And that is one of the big differences that we have between men and women. But men, can you ever get closer to a guy than a guy that you've punched in the face, that swat in your face, that even swat in your mouth? The type of relationship that you build with those people, the type of conversations that you're capable, the heart, how many heart to hearts have I had with another person it could be a teacher it could have been a student but the heart to heart that we had when we're both exhausted soaking wet from sweat just sitting on the mat and we're just there talking about life yeah i and agree this is what's missing in men's life this is this is yeah. really really missing in men's life and can i can i throw something out there on your it's on your podcast can i plug something oh yeah for sure i Uh, this week I started a group that's called uh, the Legion of Men. It is just a group for, it's a private group on Facebook. And the whole goal of the group is just to give a platform for men. There are good men that believe in manliness to just a platform where they can talk. So every day I post something and I try to generate a conversation, but I invite the Uh guys to just talk, to post, to have really an open conversation about what it is to be a man today. And the goal is I do want to start organizing every week a meeting, just a team meeting. People can sign in. They're part of the group. And it's just a round table where men can just speak about whatever Mm. they need help on. It could be nothing. It could be they have something to say. Maybe they just want to listen. Whatever it is, it's fine. But just to give a platform for men, to be men, to speak about men shit without being called toxic, without being ashamed of feeling a certain way because society doesn't yeah. deem that to be acceptable anymore. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. I think uh, it's well needed in this day and age. I think a lot of young men are, are very lost. Yeah. Quick, before we uh, before I let you go, man, that was one yeah, thing, man. martial arts. Yeah. Give me two more fast ones for, for young men. Martial art, you, if there's two other things you need to always think, there is a connection between the mind, body, and soul, which is not taught anymore. This is not something this, the school system will teach you, but you need to take care of your body. This is the first step is to make sure that you treat your body with the respect that it deserves. And martial art will help you with that. You need to treat your mind like something that is real. You need to make sure that you... Stop spending all of your time on social media, at listening violent movies. You need to start surrounding yourself by good people. You need to start building an inner circle around you that are people that elevates you, not bring you down. You need to nourish your mind. You need to start reading. Read some texts like um, uh, meditation from Marcus Aurelius. This is one of the first places that every single man should read. You should learn to understand 
your mind and treat your mind with the respects that it, the, the respect that it deserves. Like hmm. try to learn new skills. This is another thing that we don't do. So remember that your body is the engine that allows your mind to operate optimally. So treat it with the respect that it deserves. So surround yourself with great people. Consume great content. Read from great men of history. Read biographies about them. Read how they became great. And then learn to meditate. This is the third one. Learn to control mm. your emotions, brothers. This is something that we are this is something that we are not taught at all. We are aggressive by nature. We are very aggressive. We are violent creatures. But you need to learn to temper your emotions. And meditation is the best way to do. Is the best way to get control over yourself is to learn to meditate, to learn to sit and simply be. Because that's all it is. There's nothing more to meditation than to sitting down and being. So exercise through martial art. Learn new skills. Surround yourself with great people. And fucking meditate. Those are the three those are the three things I would say every young man, men, old men, doesn't matter your age, should actually do yeah. on a daily basis. I agree, man. That's some that's some great tips for all of the people listening and whoever you know will find this later on. Uh, I think that's some great advice and I think it's well needed in, in this day and age, man, because uh as we touched on throughout this this show i mean men and women but especially men need to take responsibility of their you know the outcomes of their life it's uh i don't know i i'm usually not that like you know the the tough guy the 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 tough love guy so much but i i don't know man just fucking man up really like a lot of you just have to man up and, and take responsibility don't expect someone else to come and save you the only person that's going to come save you is another strong man. So why not be the strong man first and help others become strong men? Because it's okay. Because, you know, if you're weak right now, it's okay. I used to be weak too. I used to be a victim. I used to be weak. I used to be... Yeah, I used to be a bitch. Call a spade a spade. I used to be a bitch. But I got fed up of being a bitch and I changed. And I changed through martial arts. This was the first step. This was the catalyst of everything Oh, and um, you know, you mentioned something earlier. Maybe we can close on that. You were saying that a lot of the, one of the biggest problems you see is uh, the lack of confidence that people have. Yeah. I don't know of an exercise. I, I don't know of something that will teach you more how to become confident than martial art. Yeah, I agree completely, man. That's for for me has been probably the one thing that have given me confidence throughout my whole life. Oh no, are we having more technical issues? No, no, it's just uh, we are far away from each other, so I'm not surprised that this happens every now and then, right? Yeah, it happens. I'm sure we'd be okay. Nico, oh, yeah. dude, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Uh, where can people Absolutely, find you? Man. Thanks for having me, bro. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, thank thanks for coming, man. It's been a blast. And uh, I don't know if you heard that last question, but where can people find you, man? Uh, Nico Lagan on, on YouTube and you can find me at real Nico Lagan on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll stay in touch for sure.
Yeah, man. Absolutely. Thanks for the invite, man. Yeah, no worries, man. We'll talk soon. Yeah, man. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow and subscribe to stay up to date on new episodes. Until next time. <laughs>